welcome welcome to a bonus episode it's bonus episode time you guys it is oh it's been so long it's so long um it's our one of our favorite things to do you guys know is to rank things yes and it's that time of the season where we rank our top five favorite episodes of season six what What a journey what was our halfway point rank you know i was it lamest unsubs because i'm seeing that in my notes history here yes it was lamest unsubs i was just about to look because i have my halfway season list right above this current season we were halfway in april that's crazy four months ago Yes, contributed to by the fact that I think we had some various interruptions in our schedule. Season six was long, but mm-hmm. not the longest season we've had. No. But felt very long. We haven't done a season wrap up since December. Wow. 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 That really puts it in perspective for you. That really it? does. Sitting sitting here scrolling through the dates on all our li- wow. different listings. It's really That's crazy. Like every 6 months. Huh. Well, interesting. Well, I don't know who's first. No me either. Uh do you have a preference of I think maybe you went first last time. I'll okay. go first this time. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Kelly is going to share her top five <laughs> favorite episodes. Yes, of season indeed. Six. All right. <clears throat> Number five. Number five. Oh, I will preempt this by saying, as usual, I have not noted which episode number it is. We don't expect you to at this point. What I do is I put the title and then I put like a little phrase or word to remind me what episode that is. Yes. Uh, all right. So number five, the episode is Sense Memory. The and smell you, episode? You will remember this as the episode with the people candles. <laughs> this, I think, this makes it onto my top five because it is iconic. Uh, I have been waiting for that episode to come since we started the pod. Really? Really. I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was absolutely batshit insane. (laughs) And I think, you know, maybe on this watch, we maybe thought it was maybe a little boring or he was like a little weird and undeveloped. But overall, the concept is so out there. It is. That it it rises to the top for me. Okay. Yeah. I have to say, I'm... I'm just surprised that that's an episode that you've been, like, waiting for. Yeah. In this process. The people candles. The people Come candles. Come on. It's so weird. It is weird. It's weird. I feel like we should Google to see whether or not that's based in reality in any way. Whether or not you can make people candles? Or, like, is did someone do that, you know? I don't know. Distilled the human scent down. Ew. Okay, the people, sm- the people candles have it coming in at people the bottom. People candles, number five. All okay. right. <clears throat> okay, okay. Number four is the episode Compromising Positions. Yeah, there it which is. Which we all remember as the Swinger the episode. The Swinger episode. It's a wild ride from start to finish. Wild ride. I think it was fun to record. It's a little <laughs> funny. Minus the mass murder. Yeah. Um, 
it just I it's just really a delight to watch the team realize they're dealing with someone who's murdering Remember people. Remember he just goes community. to that swinger party and he just opens fire. Yeah, on the he end. just like shoots a bunch of people. It's insane. Yeah, it's delightfully unexpected. It really is. <laughs> and then, if you'll recall, how they catch him. Yes, it's by Prentice being a bad bitch in the bar. Which we love. We love. We love it. What else could you want? What else could you want? That's why it is a top tier episode in the whole series, maybe. Whoa. Maybe an honorable mention. Maybe just an honorable mention. (laughs) She immediately immediately walks it back. I don't want to say it's going to be in my top five for the whole series, but uh, it's an honorable mention. That'd be really hard. solely th- i think we get we get quite a lot of bizarre mo's in season six i think yes when so i would like to discuss that because going through this exercise was very helpful to me to process some of my emotions about season six <laughs> and i have some thoughts now having mm-hmm. looked at the whole list and gone through mm-hmm. this exercise i have some additional thoughts that i'd like to share yeah so yeah please continue we will we'll we'll get there all right <clears throat> number three on my list is today i do today i do which is the crazy life coach episode yeah killer yeah. rush tape killer rush um, leg I mean, again, totally bizarre MO. Just so strange. Yeah. Twisty. Just a little twisty turny. Maybe not on our end as the watchers, but for the team. Yeah. Um, Really just some really strange interactions between the unsub and the victim. I think, yeah. you know, we usually really don't like when we know the unsub the whole time. Mm-hmm. But in that one, I don't think it bothered me as much. No, I don't think it bothered me at all. woman, which maybe right. that helps. Which is similar to the episode where they are human dolls. Yes, I often conflate those two first in my head, yeah. but they're not the yeah. same at all. Yeah. But... Yeah. No, um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a strong episode. It's a strong episode. It's just wild. It's wild. It's wild. I yeah. love it. All right. Number two, number two. is, again, a wild MO, <laughs> Reflections of Desire, the old Hollywood episode where yes. he's making them look like his mother. Yes. He's in love with his mother. But he plot twist, her. she was dead the whole time. Ah. It is just, uh, that is an iconic episode of the show. Iconic. 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 Another one that I have also been waiting to get to. I agree with you there. I have to, I have also been waiting. For, I had been waiting for a while. There's there's maybe only like one or two more left that we haven't seen yet that are truly on my list of just like the yeah. baddiest things that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But it's, that one it's is a good really, one. it's a good really one. twisty turny. Yes. Really. Again, we know the unsub pretty much the whole time. Um, I would say he is not as interesting maybe as like in Today I Do where like she is fascinatingly bizarre, but <laughs> something about just like the levels of ick 
in yeah. Reflections of Desire. And you think you've reached them all, and then you <laughs> yeah. have it. And then you have it. Yeah. It just gets worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But just like a really interesting fun episode not fun but you know what i mean i yes we've talked about this when we say things we all are know fun, like you're listening to about, this you understand yeah you get it like you, when you, you talk it. about a fun episode of criminal minds it's with mm-hmm. it's within its own sort of mm-hmm. parameters of anything that can be fun that's about murder you know what yeah. i mean yeah i cannot imagine what your number one is based on what your list has been so far well, I've put it number one. I think what you have to put, obviously it's not what you put at number one maybe, but uh, what you have to put at number one for season six, which is Lauren. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I put The Prentice Farewell at number one. Um, I mean, I think Paget really shines. This is like, the rest of the list is all just like craziness, and then this episode is not the same kind of crazy yeah uh but like i love i love Paget in a white linen outfit the linen the white linen the her like different levels of badassery like i i feel like you know the ann doyle storyline is at some times and in some ways not the most interesting thing in the world but you get you pull a lot out of prentice there Yes. Like like the fact that he's like an arms dealer, like whatever. I don't care. But the way that like <laughs> <Back> when- <laughs> she's playing it, like being undercover, working for Interpol, I love. Like back when being an international arms dealer was like the worst criminal that they could think yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like it's like, why not make him like a terrorist? I mean, like I guess like he right. is kind of a terrorist if he's an arms dealer, but I don't know. Something about like being an international arms dealer feels so cliche within the right. context of like a show. <laughs> like give him a twirly mustache and a monocle. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you I mean, there's just so much good Paget Brewster in there. So um, much. And for that, I give it number one. The drama, the roller coaster, just like the absolute the emotions, emotions mm-hmm. that obviously we don't feel now because we know she comes back. But yeah, but at the time, but in the mindset of like when I watched it the first time and yeah. when it first hit the world in 2011, like yeah, big feelings, big feelings, big feelings. Um, yeah. So that's my number one. My honorable mentions. Yes. There are three. Wow. Um, only one of them was actually ever in consideration for being in the top five. The other two I just wanted to You were mention. like, they're, honor- they're always going to be honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one that was like potentially teetering around top five was Supply and Demand, the series season finale. Shut the fuck up. Really? Not, not because it's a good season finale. I think if it had been in the middle of the season or early on... It would have been like the placement Better, is what stronger. makes it feel weak. Yeah. Right. Because it's not a great season it's finale. It's not a good end of season anchor. But like a mid a mid season episode yes. would have been. I th- I agree with that. I, and I like if that. they didn't if there wasn't as much like that like team conflict that kind of happens at the beginning. If they had just a little bit more time to kind of yeah. dedicate to the 
this like crime ring and trafficking ring. Well, because um, if they didn't, if it wasn't a season finale, they wouldn't have needed to include all of that other exposition. Exactly. Exactly. So they could have just. It would have been, been you know, where it would have been fine. It would have been fine after Lauren. Like it would have been an okay. Yeah, like a transition. Following episode. that episode. Uh huh. Um, I agree with you. I agree with not you. Just, just not a strong season finale, no, but mid-season it would have been strong. And for that, it gets the honorable mention. Okay, I respect that. Um, another honorable mention is Corazon. Just Interesting. Because, <laughs> because it's also so wild. Like the heads the and goats. all the blood. That dog ends up so dead. So many chickens. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it's a, not a fun episode to watch. And Reed is really weird the whole time. Like, it's just really That's weird. the, like, random introduction of his headaches, where it's right. like, all of a sudden, he has these headaches, which, notice that the headaches are now gone. We don't have right. to worry about exactly. the headaches anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my other honorable mention is 13th Step, which is, yeah. uh, like, the Bonnie and Clyde-ish episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but with meth. <laughs> but with meth. It's just so... I think the reason I couldn't put it in the top five yeah. and never would, like, it's it gets kind of icky at the end. And yeah, it does. And there's no part of it that is, there's no levity in that episode. There is not one moment of levity, um, I think. I don't remember the team shenanigans that may have taken place, there, but. There are none. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good episode. I think it was like just from a, a TV standpoint and from the show standpoint, a good episode, uh, yeah. but maybe not, just not a favorite, not That's a, fair. not a top five favorite. That's Obviously fair. it beat out like 20 other episodes of the season, but yeah, 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 yeah. um, that's that's my my that's list. The list, she says. Yes, and so as always, I'm very interested to see the overlap. We've or got quite none. a bit. We've okay. got quite a bit of overlap, um, which I'm not surprised by at all. Right. So I <laughs> texted Kelly as I sat down to begin this ranking process, and I said, "I'm gonna do it. Wish me luck." <laughs> Seven minutes later, she received (laughs) another text message that said, I've done it. It is absolutely the fastest I've ever gone through a ranking. I surprised myself. I did not like I was fully ready to have to like really do some soul searching to figure it out. And what was crazy about it is we've discussed many times. We each have our sort of process for how we do Mm -hmm. this. Mine is Mm -hmm. that I just look at the whole list and I just write down all of the ones that stand out to me. And I don't, I don't think about it too hard. I just like very baseline gut reaction. Like, do I like this or not? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did that this time and there were only five. I thought that might be when you said there was a reason. I thought that might be it. There were only five and I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, well, my soul has spoken. (laughs) I don't need to like why fight it because I there's why fight where it I was indeed like, should I go through it again and then I was like no like this is what my brain is telling me so I'm just gonna go with it and so then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then very quickly after that I got my top one and my bottom one right away right uh huh and then I and just then had you to just fill, fill in the it in. yeah and there you go it was the there seven you minute go. ranking it was crazy that's never happened before so uh, there is a little bit of overlap but as mm-hmm. usual a couple of 
different level different, different positionings rankings and, and mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. of, of ones that are not an overlap so okay starting with number five okay i went with um season six episode five safe haven Oh, which is what's that one? The episode where the teenage boy is the serial killer and he's getting picked up on the side of the mm, road and then he's mm-hmm, killing the families mm-hmm. and he stabs that lady in the stomach in the van. Yes, yes. And then he tries to kill his little sister because his mom mm-hmm. like dropped him off like at a hospital and was like, "He's nuts. I don't want him." <laughs> um, that one I put. At the bottom of my list, because like you said, you've been waiting for the smell episode. Yeah. I've been waiting for this one. Like, wow. this is one that for some reason sticks with me. Um, You know, I appreciate a creepy kid serial killer. He we is, hadn't had really one creepy. in a really long time. And he's mm-hmm. really good. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, he is up there with redheaded serial killer. Oh, kid. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So it just always, it always sticks with me. And so when I I knew it was coming and I was looking for it. And so I thought, yep, like I think it's a particularly strong episode. Um, And so, yeah, I put it at the bottom. Uh, Episode four, I went with season six, episode 18, Lauren. Mm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i fully agree with you that it's a strong episode of season six obviously one of the strongest i agree with all of the things that you said about it um i just i to me it is um it has the emotional resonance of something similar to 100 like the whole Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. with like Haley mm-hmm. dying, like I think there's a similar level to that. Yeah. Beautifully acted by the entire cast. Obviously, mm-hmm. particularly Paget, like just knocks it out of the park. But like they all bring their A game with the emotion of it. I agree with you. The twisty that 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 quick misdirect where we think she's dead, and then it's like, oh, the back of her head in Paris. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really great, really great. Just like storytelling, I think. I think what I ultimately maybe appreciate the most about it, though, is that they really, like, plotted that departure out. Yes. Yeah. Like, almost too much. Like, we talked about the fact that it's, like, a really slow burn. It pops up for, like, six episodes before it happens. Yeah, it's like, we're talking about Ian Doyle for, like, a long time Mm -hmm. before that Mm -hmm. comes around. But I guess, like, everything was so messy about the way they handled... AJ and Paget in this season, which as yeah. we know we are not a fan of, that I guess like the one thing I appreciate is the level of care that they seemed to put into Paget being written off of the show. Yeah. Um, and I think it pays off. The reason I didn't put it higher is honestly just because there are other episodes in the season that stick out to me more. Fair. And Very fair. I whereas I feel like you ranked Lauren high because of the emotional part of it, yeah. I ranked it low in favor of the batshit ones. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like our weights and measures were just a little yeah. different yeah. for this. Um, fine. Which we- brings fine. me to my number three, okay. which is compromising positions. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the same reasons. I love a cameo from a One Tree Hill Uncle Keith. Mm-hmm. Paget's great in it. The yep. storyline's bonkers and unexpected. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. agree with you, like it's maybe not the best 
thought out episode like yeah. he's got that wife she's pregnant it's like there's just there's some things that don't maybe yeah. make sense but in the end it's so crazy that you will forgive it exactly and i just i think that i really think that happens a lot in this season yes i think so too there's a lot of like unsubs that maybe don't get as fleshed out as they do in earlier seasons but we'll forgive it because it's like they just really like swung for the fences and they just and so it's just like all right like whatever it's so crazy like i'm not i'm not gonna overthink it i'm just gonna let it be exactly (laughs) like because i think there's probably something to that because there are some unsubs that their mo or whatever it is that they've got going on is nothing like particularly noteworthy like right which is weird to say it's like oh yeah he just like kills people and like there's nothing anything interesting about it because there's nothing to distract you that's i think when you're more likely to really pick it apart and be like does this make sense like are there plot holes yeah whereas if they are waving something shiny and batshit over to the (laughs) side like i'll just be like whatever that's fine i'll look at that yeah this is Um, just television you only got 45 minutes i'll look at it exactly exactly uh brings me to my number two yeah which is 13th step Mm. which i just wow up to number two up to number two it's another one to me i think this episode is iconic of criminal minds like and it's crazy when you think about it because i was thinking back to the episode and really trying to like run it through in my head and it's one of those episode episodes that I feel like the team is kind of barely in. Like, yeah. we actually don't see them a lot. Like, we spend so much time with the unsubs that the team is almost like secondary characters in that mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Which I think because that never really happens and it's compelling enough. And the two of them on screen are just like, what the it's fuck? Wild. From like start to finish. Yeah. That it's just very compelling to me. And I agree with you. The ick factor is high. Yeah. Um, And you were like, there aren't any, <laughs> there aren't any episodes of, or there aren't any moments of levity. And there aren't in the truest sense of the word, but there are moments where I find myself laughing because it's so <laughs> bad shit. Yeah. Like, there are elements of it where you're just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. That's true. It, it I is. feel like when they interview, when they go to talk to the parents after, like, yes. when the team gets to the parents after they had already been. Yeah. Whatevered. Yeah. I feel like that got weird. I don't remember specifics, but I feel weird. like that was funny. Shit gets Ish. weird. And then, yeah, like, when she's, like, being weird with her dad. Like, there's a point where it stops being funny anymore, right? Because yeah. it's, like, there's, like, there's the beginning where it's, like, oh, my God, they're, like, so high and drunk and whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, this is insane. And then it crosses over into sad yeah, very quickly. But, yeah, yeah it's just a crazy episode. Like, it's crazy. And I just yeah, think, I is. think it's, I agree with you. I think the, the bright spots in season six are where they really lean into the crazy. Yeah. And that is one of them, in my opinion. Which brings me to number one. And I think you yeah. can probably guess what I it is. I have a guess. Uh, it's episode eight, Reflection of Desire. Yep. Duh. Yep. Like, yep. all the same things Kelly said truly iconic episode of criminal minds Mm -hmm. i think what i appreciate about it is that 
it almost feels campy. Like it feels yes, like because yes. it has like they really lean in on the noir thing yes. and like almost to the point that like they are sort of like letting go of the procedural aspect of it. Like it feels like a theme episode yeah. or something. Yeah. Like it's Is just that, correct me if I'm wrong, did Goobler direct that episode? Did we talk about that? <sighs> he did Maybe. He directed an episode this season. I don't. He remember directs. If it was that one he all. directed Lauren, right? And he might have directed that one too. I'm gonna look that up because, but yeah, I like. It's just like I like you said. Like it's kind of the closest that you can get to like calling an episode of Criminal Minds like truly fun because it's just. Yeah. It's kind of its own little thing, and they really lean into it and go for it, and it pays off, and it's great. It does. And like, it is great. Penelope's a really big part of it. And it's just, it's just a really good episode. And it I is. Love it. it is not directed by Goobler. Okay. It's directed by Glenn Kershaw, who hmm. okay. uh, does a lot. Yeah, he does just a, a lot. He directs writer a lot. and director for a lot of this. Um, So yeah, it is. It's well, a good one. It's not really the Halloween episode either. It's an October. It feels it's like a spooky it should season be, episode, but it, yeah, like I just right because yeah, there's that great. Devil's Night episode, which is the, which the Halloween is episode. A turd, in my opinion, it is a turd. Um, I kept like returning to that and being like, "Did I like this episode?" No, you like, didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You surely did not. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a, I just I couldn't get away from it. Like I said, right Wait, away. What was I just looking at? Never mind. Wait. What? Wait. It was not directed by what's his face. What it was you? I was looking at the wrong episode. Oh, it was directed by Anna J. Forster. Okay. Um, interesting. Not she, the goops. She. Oh, she was dating the guy who's directed Independence Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> fun facts galore. Um, Helen. <laughs> sorry, now fun- she's just. I'm just looking at fun facts about this episode. Uh, the writer of this episode is Helen Mirren's nephew. Interesting. Do you think that's at play a little bit? No, no. I certainly don't. <laughs> I don't at all. His name is Simon Mirren. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll name him. He doesn't okay. have to. He doesn't have to just be Helen, just be Mirren's, Helen Mirren's, nephew. Mirren's nephew. He can be his own man. Um. So yeah, strong episode. Love it. Iconic. Yeah. Um. So. I don't really have an honorable mention, right. really. Yeah, since I you would didn't say, have any I would struggles. say if I had to choose one, I would pick um, Today I Do. Like, I yeah. think, like, that is, to me, like, the next strongest episode. Yeah. Um, I can just, like, see her yeah. eyes, like, yeah. bugging out in my head. And then they're, like, in that pond and it's like a whole thing oh my i forgot about the pond completely too yeah, at the yeah. end <gasps> it's it's cr- mm. it's pretty wild yeah um so yeah i mean so here's what i here's what the conclusion i've made is about season six okay which is that season six starts out okay yeah because you'll notice that like both of us, for the most part, the episodes that we've identified are in the first half, for the yeah. most part, of this season. And I, so I think season six, like, started out promising, and then things got real muddy, I think, with mm-hmm. JJ leaving, bringing in Rachel Nichols, Paget leaving, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think they lost their way 
with what they were trying to do and they just kind of couldn't recover for it. And the second yeah. half of season six is just an absolute mess because of it. Yeah. Like, I would be interested to see what, like, writers of the show would have to say about what it was like working for Criminal Minds at that point. Yeah. Because, like, they can't control casting and decisions right. by executives. And so it's probably hard when they're like, oh, right. you have to write this person out and you have to, like, write this person in. And, right. like, because Rachel Nichols starts as just, a, like, a guest spot and mm-hmm. then gets promoted to regular. So they're like, okay, you got to write her in all the time. And then right. JJ's gone and yada, yada, yada. Uh, it was probably challenging to, like, write consistent episodes. Yeah, I think that's totally that fair. And I think... Ultimately, what ended up happening was that they were probably juggling too many plot points and, like, Mm -hmm. too many things with season six because, Mm -hmm. like, certainly behind the scenes, we're dealing with the turmoil of, like, AJ and Padgett getting fired. But, Mm -hmm. like, then in front of the camera, like, yeah, you're right. Like, they have to write off eight. They have to write off JJ in, like, a meaningful way and, like, tie that up in a nice bow and explain it. They have to, they lay all of this groundwork for Paget leaving that, like, certainly is very time consuming and intricate. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the, when we did the season finale, which is, like, I think ultimately that's what plays into Rachel Nichols, like, really getting shortchanged. Like, she mm-hmm. just doesn't, like, they just didn't give her enough to do like they didn't give her enough to do they didn't give her enough personality and like that's ultimately what and then like at the end they're trying to like toss in these plot lines about strauss and she's going on a mystery thing and like and i feel like what they're doing yeah i feel like like they're setting a lot of things up that come back around in season seven Mm mm-hmm I think I don't really remember, but like I feel like this, f- like the season finale leads to stuff in season seven, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, because yeah. there is, I remember there being there's a finale that then leads to the next season long crime hunt, and it, I think it might be this hmm. one. Um, well, like as we talked about, and then we're gonna we have-, have to we have to deal with Strauss because we all know there's the season coming up where Is- she's like basically on the team. Yeah, she becomes a much bigger part of the show. Is the thing that she has to go deal with that she's an alcoholic? Am I remembering something about her oh, being an yeah. alcoholic? Is that, that what it is? It. Is that she had to like go to rehab or something? Maybe. Because it's just it's just a very weird plot point at the point in the show that we're at, in my opinion. Like, I don't. Right. And I don't know if that was because they wanted Aaron Strauss to be a bigger character. And so they felt like they needed to give her something to, like, make that necessary or worthwhile. Like, I don't know. It's just very bizarre. And maybe they thought because they had written AJ and Padgett off. Mm. they were like, oh, well, now we've got space for Aaron Strauss to be, like, a bigger character. Like, I just don't know. I just don't think they knew what to do with the decisions that they had made. And you're right. It's not the writers. Like, the writers are probably in large part just being told, like, okay, here's what you have to work with. Like, do something. But it just results in just such a messy season. And I Mm -hmm. think it's kind of disappointing because it – Season six had just as much potential as any of them, and it mm-hmm. kind of just lost its way. It did. It really did. So I don't 
remember a ton about season seven. I'm optimistic yeah, that like we will that it will be better. Yeah, at least for a while because we know we're gonna get our girls back, which is right help. I feel like there is just like such a dead zone between like seven and ten where like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I'm just like, when does this happen? I know. Well, because, because we're going to so, get that. There are a lot of big things that happen in that stretch. Yeah. Like lots of exits, deaths, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're we're going into yeah, I what I consider to be pretty, um, like, unknown territory of Criminal mm, Minds. Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. yeah, those middle seasons are, they don't stand out particularly strongly in my brain. And mm-hmm. there, like you said, you, there's things that I know happen in that window. I just couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what order they happen in. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, like, <laughs> what leads to what. Like, I right. just know there are just, it's like, there are particular characters that I know we're going to meet and then we're going to mm-hmm. lose. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's kind of it. That's like, it's mm-hmm. a very loose time frame. Whereas I feel like I've always had a pretty good grasp in my head of, like, seasons one through, like, four-ish. Yeah. You know? I feel like those early seasons are easy, too, because we get pretty clear-cut exits of certain mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. You can, like, mark like, it by, like... season one, yeah. Gideon and L. Yeah. Season two, L is gone. Yeah. Gideon's still there. Yeah. Season three, Gideon's gone. We get Joe. Yeah. At exactly. some point, Paget shows up. Like she shows up that. in season two. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like you can mark it. You can mark time by the turnover in the cast, mm-hmm. which, like mm-hmm. in theory, you should also be able to do <laughs> for yeah. these middle. But seasons. there's just like so much turnover. There's a it's lot just of like, like leaving so and many returning. Brunette, white, white women. Yeah, that just come and go. Right, <laughs> like, and it's... they all have their different specialties. Yeah. And they're all strange in their own ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all things to look forward to. All things to look forward to. We'll get there. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's That's the that on that. That's how we feel, y'all. That's how we feel. Um, That's how we feel about season six. I will say I'm not disappointed to put it behind us. I'm ready to move on. I'm, yeah, clean slate. Season seven. Here we go. Clean slate. Season seven, ready mm-hmm. to get started, ready to see what we have mm-hmm. waiting for us. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to move forward. It's always fun when you're going to have a changeover of season. Uh, you you know, I think I've said it before on the pod that uh, I love watching a new season hairstyle change. Yes. A, a, post, a post-summer hiatus uh, right. hairstyle right. change. Yeah. What's, you know, what are we going to get from Goobler? What are we going to get from yes. AJ? What are we going to get from... Kirsten. Yep. Uh, we re- we know like Hodge pretty consistent. Morgan pretty one consistent. One haircut. One haircut. Rossi pretty one consistent. Haircut. Yep. They don't they until don't. Rossi finally goes gray at the end, but yes. that we've got a while to go there. Oh, a while. A long while. Did you see did you see Emily Prentice is going to be a silver fox. Yes, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I was so lit. So for everybody uh, to know, we are recording this on Tuesday, August 9th. So they started filming yesterday. Uh, and as soon as we finished recording our regular episode last night. It was literally night, like right after. <laughs> I open up Twitter and there are just like five selfies of Paget Brewster saying this is what Emily Prentice looks like now. 
And I was like, oh, my God, there she is. She's got her signature long hair, but they're embracing the gray. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad they did that. I really, like, obviously would have loved it either way. But I'm really glad that they're just like, you know what? Like, she let her live it is a badass beautiful woman it does not matter what color her hair is yes like let it be yes like let it go let it glow let it shine you're divine yeah yes <laughs> yes i heard um, that in college once from a friend <laughs> it really stuck with you <laughs> it did uh yeah i'm very excited i'm excited to see what they got going on for everybody i can't wait until we get our first cast photo i can't wait until we get Mm. our first trailer it's gonna be a lot of fun so um it's an interesting development for us i feel like as a rewatch podcast Mm -hmm. i don't think you like when we started the podcast and if you had said to me well you know like a few seasons into you doing this, they're going to reboot it. I'd be like, shut the yeah. fuck up. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting that there's going to be new episodes alongside the old ones, but makes our job more interesting. And it more does. Fun. It does. Um, so yeah. yeah, don't miss a second of it. Listeners. Don't miss a second. Go for the ride with us. Go along for the ride. Um, so yeah, season seven next week. Be there. Here we go. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> I don't uh, know why it popped in my head. I but in the meantime, Thanks for listening to the bonus Thank you. episode. Yeah. Um, let us know what your rankings are. How do yes, you feel please. about season six? I'd like to know if we, if we're all in agreement on this one, or if we're missing something. Yeah, I I will say that it's sad to me that they have probably like the biggest name that they ever get as a guest star in Tim Curry. Yeah, and that episode doesn't even come close to being in my top five. Well, no, because. It's it suffers from the typical thing that Criminal Minds two part episodes suffer from, which is that the second part is usually not as good. Yeah, yep. they put all their eggs in the first basket, mm-hmm. and then they fail to really do anything with the second. There are basket. no eggs left for there the are second no eggs basket. for the second basket. Because I agree mm-hmm. with you. Like I was looking at, I was like, mm, Longest Night, like should be a strong episode. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. It's really overshadowed by Ellie. <laughs> She's a real d- drag at the beginning of the season. Dude, I kind of forgot about Ellie. And her bad wig. Listen, that's also why I like Safe Haven, because that's when her bad wig comes back around. <laughs> Safe Haven is the episode where she just like shows up at the BAU. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> that like a 10 year old just like she, walked yeah, onto just a plane. Showed up. Yeah. How did she get there? You guys. How did she get there? How did she get there? Is <laughs> the biggest plot point of maybe the whole show. How did Ellie. How did an unaccompanied minor get on a plane and cross all Buy the entire ticket. country? She, guys, think of all of the things that she has to do. This is a post 9-11 world. She this has is. to. She has to buy a ticket. She has to go through security. She has to justify the fact that she's an unaccompanied minor to the entire plane staff. She then has to get from the airport to the BAU. She then has to get upstairs from the the (laughs) BAU. Yeah. How does she get access to the BAU? Like, (laughs) it's Quantico. It's fucking Quantico. Like, who... Who is the receptionist who's like, yeah, go ahead, honey. Like, this 
Floor oh, five. Derek Morgan, I think he works Derek here. Morgan, yeah, he no works on floor five. Head on up there. Just see if he's at his desk. <laughs> That's my biggest complaint. Thank you for reminding me. I'll never, I'll never get over it. I'll never get oh, over it. Oh, it's my Looney God. It's Looney Tunes, man. It is Looney Tunes. So, <laughs> come on, you guys. Criminal Minds writers, what were you thinking? Uh, I would like them to justify that one to me. Yeah, please. Please. Ugh. Well, anyway, thank yeah, you for being anyway, here today. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you yes, next week for season, we season seven, baby. Ooh, Ooh. cowabunga. And as Kelly now says, cowabunga. Uh, But yeah, as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's it's over. over.